Welcome to another Sound Out. Today I've got Aidan O'Connell joining me, who's one of our digital designers, animators, and uh, young superstar. And I also um, welcome guest Ben McAvoy, who's from WMP. Um, ben works in the world of audio, um, uh, working with such clients as Tanqueray, BT Sports, Airbnb, and so on and so forth. Uh, ben, welcome. So the topic of today is sonic identity or audio branding as a sort of a more layman's terms. I think sonic identity um, is a fairly fairly new term. I only came across it a couple of years ago, really. Um, I don't know if it's a well-known phrase. If you something it's, you use a lot, Ben, it's be- it's becoming more well-known. I think I think it's um, it's new, uh, but people are already misconceiving it slightly so yeah. <laughs> as, as we're as, we, as we're gonna see but uh yeah it's, it's i think it's been around for a few years three three years i think we've noticed it yeah fantastic so we're gonna talk about what it is how do we approach something like this like you said there's a lot of confusion you know with it with the uh some of the, the clients we were working with and worked with in the past i think there is a misinterpretation of what it is and how it can benefit brands uh, and I think the scale uh, well the, the, the type of brands the big brands that are taking notice and doing it I would say properly now and the reasons behind that so I've got I've got sort of three three key things I think sonic um, identities for um, I've always said it's, it's, it's great for a brand to have their own sound Um and the, the key three reasons are to, to develop emotional connection with their audience. Um, it also helps interject their personality into a brand, um, which we do on lots of different levels. And I think audio is another uh, key one. Um, and I think it gives brand like familiarity, um, which we'll get onto a couple of like un- um, cases, uh, case studies later about how, how that can benefit. Um, I've, got, I've, I've got one to test you on. Ben, I'm going to test you on this. So you've got, you've got, you've got to, you've got to give. You're going to tell me which brand this is, and I'd be horrified if you get it wrong. No pressure. Oh God, are we going to edit this out now? This is terrible. <laughs> right, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to switch my, uh, right. I'm just going to switch my speakers over, and hopefully this works. Tell me if you can pick up this. Yeah, is that yeah, the inter? Uh, is that Intel Inside or it's um, it's, um not Intel oh, Inside? It's um, Netflix. Yeah, oh, Netflix, Aiden, sorry. I'm, yeah, I've, I was I, Aiden. You've beaten me to it. I was just about to say. I feel like Hans Zimmer's got something to do with this one now. <laughs> I think you're correct. You know, I think you are correct. I don't, I, I don't watch a lot of Netflix. I'll be honest. <laughs> maybe because well, I'm because we work in advertising with brands, so I feel like I'm not allowed to. <laughs> I feel like it's illegal. <laughs> it's a good example of like you know the Netflix. You know, everyone can pitch their logo. Except for Ben, who doesn't use it. But the picture, you know, most would say, you know, they can picture the logo. They're used to seeing the interface, you know, uh, you know, selecting a catalogue of, of movies and, and, and shows that they've got. But this sound, you know, the, mm. you know, unbeknown to them, they get this sound every single time they open up the app. Every time mm. you, you, know, you go online to the, the online app, they've got it into their, you know, they've got it in their advertising. Yeah. TV. So, you know, that's, I think that's a very good example of, um, yes, technically it's a jingle. 
you know, to start with. But it goes it goes into more than that. And I think we'll, we'll discuss that shortly. But you know, that's just one example. You know, there's there's lots of others. Um, more recently, I've noticed Mastercard. Um, I've spent a hell of a lot of money, uh, undisclosed yeah. so, but there's rumours um, fifteen million pounds on their um, their sound. Yeah, um, they got Mike Mike Shinoda from uh, Lincoln Park to do their yeah. to do their their branding. I mean, I think there's been a, there's definitely been a trend in the last eighteen months of really famous people getting involved in yeah. in doing audio branding. And I mean, I like not you know I feel like. I mean, obviously, we're the small guys, so I feel like we're maybe slightly biased. But genuinely, from a kind of objective point of view, I, you know, not to be too controversial about it, love the fact that they're doing it. They're brilliant at what they do. Question whether you need to spend that amount of money on getting somebody famous. Yeah, um, really, I think it's a statement know. piece, isn't it? It's a bit of a yeah, statement. It's like it, getting uh, David Beckham to... to to drink Coca-Cola are, are bigger than that. He's probably not that big anymore, is it? Yeah, definitely. I, you know, again, I just wonder whether it, it kind of translates to that when you are playing it, like on whether people are going to notice it's Hans Zimmer or not on Netflix. Yeah. I, is, I, you know, are they? I don't Why know. Not? Well, maybe they are. I didn't know Philip Glass did the new Sonos music brand. No, no. And I guess I like... It. It's great. I like I mean, it's fantastic. It. Yeah. It is brilliant. It is brilliant. They're all brilliant. Like the Hans Zimmer one for Netflix is inspired. The the, the Mike Shinoda stuff that he did with Mastercard is is fantastic. Like they they are they are amazing at what they do. But I just it's just a, a question of, of whether that translates, you know, at source when somebody's listening to it, um, whether it's necessary. You know, um, I think I think you know really for me it kind of indicates that these digital brands like Netflix and, and Amazon and they have a lot of money to spend on this stuff. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, sort of digital, you know, digital sort of uh, brands. I think probably have slightly more than than traditional brands, I suppose. But um, I think I think you're right. I think you know. I think the the I think the point we need to make today is that you don't have to have um, fifteen million pounds, even no. a million pounds, to do something and Absolutely. have a achieve the same level. Um, but the bigger brands will obviously uh, they've got the budgets to do it, and they'll allocate. Yeah. And they will get the PR, you know, to use something like that. They, they, there's, there's other areas they'll benefit from in terms of PR. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I was discussing with a client only um, yesterday. Um, they're planning their new TV campaign, um, and they'll likely have in the region of a million pounds to spend on TV. Um, and, do you, you know, do you do a TV advert um, or do you do you write a song and a track with a mm. well-known band or mm. artist? And you launch that on YouTube uh, and and on Spotify and even on TikTok. You know what I mean. So it's mm. kind of you know, do you take that budget from a TV advertisement and and, and do it and write music? You know, but you know, do 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 a a music film, music video to accompany it. And it's like, is that the new advertising? So I think, yeah, I think the big composers being brought in is a it's a not a stunt. That's a bit unfair, but it's a PR spin on it i think they're trying to achieve as well as creating that brand sound yeah definitely definitely i mean it it, it works like it has a great effect like you know you know i i think i think um you know i think hans zimmer is hans zimmer is is incredible at what he does he's a he's a phenomenal composer and a, and a phenomenal kind of mind as far as sound is concerned um you know and i think uh, but i i i think it's um 
Uh, it's different things for different brands, isn't it? It, it depends on what works, you know. And I think I think that's the key. I think you hit the nail on the head when you said um, you don't have to have that that level of budget. If you do, fantastic, go for it, brilliant, you know, and knock your socks off. But um, I think in terms of smaller brands, I think the misconception is sometimes they can't access, particularly bespoke stuff. We find a lot, you know, you can't access that kind of level with certain budgets and. Um, you know, it's it's us. We'll do we'll do what we want when we want for, for whatever value we want. It's completely flexible. Yeah. Kind of see it yeah. as a completely different thing, I guess. So yeah. it's kind of trying to, I think, dispel some of those myths, really, that I think is slightly tricky or trying to sort of challenge some of those misconceptions, maybe. So we'll do that. We're going to ask, I'm going to ask you in a minute, Ben, what, how do we do something like this? What, how do we approach it? Um, but first, Aidan, normally what do you get tasked with when you haven't got that kind of budget? What do we come to you with? So we would obviously normally look to use stock kind of audio, um, kind of looking at the various kind of common sites that you would go to to get those tracks. Um, but obviously there is a issue with that and everyone's kind of using the same ones. So you do kind of occasionally recognize certain tracks or songs and you think, oh, God, I've heard that on another <laughs> kind of tv advert or something like that um so it's tricky because there's a, a fairly small pool of music to actually use um i think another issue with it as well is kind of subjectivity um music is quite obviously subjective and personal to a lot of people so you know i might find some music that i think fits the brand like tone of voice and stuff like that but I could play it to you and you kind of go, oh, God, no, that's completely wrong. Um, so there's a lot of that which kind of finds its way into kind of sonic identity. Um, but, yeah, I think stock generally is obviously where we look um, for those kind of smaller brands. Um, I agree with that completely. I think if you use an example that people are probably more familiar is, with is imagery. So uh, yeah. a brand knows why a photo, a dedicated photo shoot for a campaign or a brand launch is, is required versus yeah. stock. It's the same with music. Um, and imagery is subjective. Um, when I think when we do any kind of branding exercise, the three areas we normally get the most discussion around, let's say, is um, illustration and imagery and, and now sound. Because... The other areas are, are, are very specific, you know, UX, UI, you know, the colours. There's always a there's a, there's a there's a test to do, and there's a reason, there's a, there's a theory and a backing behind that. Where sound, sound and illustration is your right, is subjective, and you do get all manner of people coming in with their, their versions of that. Um, so it's a little bit more difficult. Um, so, so Ben, we're, we're looking at kind of scenario where budget hasn't been allocated or hasn't even been thought about but when we do when we do get into um a project where it's been identified as a key objective and a key part of the brand and the client gets it what do we do what's the what's the starting point just to give us a i think we've got about 10 minutes ish so will this give us sort of a broad what do we how do we approach sonic identity and audio branding yeah, I think I think I think um, it's a really good question. I think that that there are a there are a few 
a few kind of key steps with with kind of launch being the last one really i would say and i think i think um the first one is definitely is definitely a, a discussion about process and, and and a discussion with with the brand about about the longevity of a of a of a successful sonic ident it, it not it will not happen quickly um and i think i think in terms of um it can't really um and and in terms of successful kind of examples all of them have one thing in common which is that they've been running for uh, they've stuck with it for a long period of time um you know you're talking about years um five years six years that kind of level uh, in order for it to kind of have a have a have an impact um and so i think there has to be kind of like an open and honest discussion to sort of onboard brands with that knowledge um you know i think if that kind of communication doesn't happen straight away you kind of end up getting yourself in in the situation where brands are trying to push you to sort of launch quicker um and actually kind of has to follow a timeline that that that, that is going to is going to sort of um lead to success i suppose um the second thing really is kind of i think developing a developing a um a set of guidelines which um we've seen kind of you know 30 page 40 page guidelines for brands um on on audio identity i think that's a load of nonsense to be honest with you i don't think it needs to be 30 40 pages long i think you can do it on a single page i'm a big fan of one pages um for this kind of stuff so i think a one page a one page guideline that is exciting to kind of read you know again like the copy's good on it um you know which which is important when when a brand is using anything i suppose <laughs> especially sort of internal documents um so i think i think um a one page that just basically outlines the key areas for all uh, audio being used in that brand so whether that's a library piece whether that's a a, a, a bespoke piece whether that's a, a an ident or a longer form internal uh, communications piece of music used it has to follow the same guidelines um it, it's imperative it has to it has to follow the same guidelines as the big shiny expensive stuff the, the sort of broadcast stuff uh, so i think it's really important to kind of hash that out and try and, and try and sort of work that out with the brand a little bit um and then i think you move on to kind of the creative process it's only really once you've got the guidelines sorted out that you move on to the creative process of creating uh, a, a sonic identity um you know for us that would take the form of well for most people really um, it would take the form of um uh you know developing um a longer form you know longer form pieces of music um really uh with the um with the mnemonic so like a uh, for those that, that sort of don't know five five note normally four five note uh, you know melody is, is is kind of what they would traditionally call a mnemonic although we kind of think it's becoming more than that now um and and we sort of try uh, create a few different options really i think you know like sticking with one thing is is a bit of a nightmare so uh, try and create a few different options and then after you've done that process then you start talking about application so application and, and broadcast of these mnemonics really it can be eight months down the line i mean we've even heard brands taking 18 months on just the behind the scenes stuff before they even launch a, before they even launch a, a, a new mnemonic. We kind of think um, that is worth exploring, not necessarily the 18 month thing, but a length of time to kind of have some, some proper back and forth with this stuff, I think is what kind of leads to success. Um, and then, and then really it, it, it's about using it everywhere. It's about consistent use. So socials, uh, YouTube, um, 
TV ads, cinema ads, uh, digital kind of you know mechanisms like um, I think Mastercard are using theirs on or trying to use theirs on all of their pin pads um, or kind of you know um, install that stuff worldwide which is a massive task. But again, the thing that they've spent money on is consistent usage across all of their kind of access points, which I think is really cool to see. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it, really, I think. Well, thank you very much. I think there's a couple of things I just note, scribbled down there. Um, well, a couple of questions, really. Um, the first question is, is it easy to test? So we test lots of uh, lots of the the. the Errors we create, whether it be typography, the copy, tone of voice, imagery, color palettes, we will test that with the the brand's audience before rolling it out. Mm. Um, I'm guessing sound is just as as accessible and easy to test. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you test in the same way, in exactly the same way. So, so you know, we're big fans of testing. Uh, you know, our music for 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 most ads that we we work on for the big definitely the big campaigns is tested on an audience before uh before along with the visuals before it's kind of launched um again it's the same sort of it's the same sort of stuff it's a it's a it's a i guess a canvas of of, of their of their target audience um or, or even kind of sometimes different audiences um and then they're asked a series of questions about 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 um emotional connection about impact you know and they basically red amber green it so they they you know they have a, a either i think most people are doing it from home now um but they they have a you know panel of people that effectively kind of say we like this we don't like this um you know and i think that that's what's tricky with the coming back to just the the kind of opinion thing um you know a room full of 50 people have a room full of 50 different opinions about audio normally um so it's, it can be tricky it can be a little bit of a red herring testing sometimes i think but it's um it's done in the same way as as, as visual identity uh, yeah. really yeah uh the second thing I noted was the we mentioned Mastercard and we mm. brought up at the beginning that they obviously invested heavily in in sound um, and making sure that um, their touch points and I think the pay pads for example mm. um, integrate that work. I think one of the and this will come out over time because this is still a fairly new thing. But the, we were talking about the sound being attached to a brand and being becoming familiar. Mm. I think it'll have a uh, part to play in terms of security and vulnerability. Mm. So, if it is, you know, when you're opening up your banking app, when you're touching the touchpad, and maybe you know, cash machines, I know that are probably going to be a thing in the past fairly soon. Mm. But areas where you're dealing with uh, data, you know, financial data, transactional money, and there's lots of uh, security risks and issues and scams going on. Um, we're working with a, a bank at the moment. It's a, a it's an app first bank. You know, so it's online um, only. So, but a, a big majority of their customers are deemed as vulnerable. Uh, so we they, they look after them in terms of how they speak to them and how they present the information and how things are notified. But I think you know having you know that having their own sound to to to, to give them at the right touch points. I think will give them that familiarity, security, and less anxiety because they know that it's just another check some preliminary check that it's the right thing they're using and it's the brand that they're actually communicating with um yeah so definitely I, it's a really good point it's a really good I think point. the benefits to be proven but i think it, i think i think it will help i think it's there isn't just one big thing is there you know we, we talk about emotional connections personality familiarity there isn't just one big thing it isn't just the logo anymore or owning one color 
you know, Coca-Cola running red is not it's not just about that. It's about, you know, it's about the their imagery and, and their messaging, yes, but it's about their sound, you know, it's, and we we've, we've got the, the quicker brands realize it, it's it's this little family of things that all work together across all platforms. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think and I think generally like the the, the some of the mistakes that I think I think brands make generally with this stuff is that is that they um there are two like two really that spring to mind leading from that which is which is thinking that it's just a mnemonic like i think you touched on it before we touched on it before where it was we were talking about um it just being uh, a, a sonic logo just being an ident at the end of kind of a, a thing and they they sort of um i think it's way more than that and it's becoming way more than that um you know really uh, it always has been though um you know like uh, the 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 kind of um thought that goes into kind of something like mastercard is is across everything across every piece of audio that they use um and i think it needs to be in order for it to be successful and i think the second the second mistake is just that people rush it so we you know audio is always kind of um Always, always, audio is always the last part of a, a process, particularly within kind of the advertising sector. It's always very, very rushed. It's always a decision that effectively is done in the space for a week or a couple of weeks. And I've never understood that. I mean, I know we're slightly biased and slightly opinionated, but so be it. Um, that's our place, I suppose. But but it's it's bonkers to me. Like that doesn't make any sense. It's like it's like fifty percent of the emotion and fifty percent of the connection. And I think with with an audio, I. Uh, identity you're talking about who a brand is you know you don't spend kind of uh three weeks thinking about the name of a company or thinking about the logo of a company you spend months thinking about that stuff um and so it should be the same with audio you know we've had numerous projects where we've had um uh just they've wanted to launch in tw- in four weeks or five weeks um you know with a with a tv ad or something like that and we've kind of gone this is crazy this doesn't make any sense it will not work with that kind of level of of speed it's just it, at least it's going to be less successful we think that's our yeah. opinion opinion over no i would totally agree with that um it, it's you've, well, you've 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 summed it up beautifully i mean you, you can't just take um all the other areas and spend the amount of time they do and then rush this bit through because i think it's as we've tried to explain today it's, it's so important for the for, you know connecting with the customers and ensuring that um you know it's a brand they're going to be familiar with not just on a visual point of view but an, an audio sense as well um so no i think that's a good roundup i think we've explained it pretty well um i'm sure we'll get some comments and feedback if, if we haven't <laughs> um but i think i think it's early days still um you know, it's that which sounds really weird for me to say because audio's been around forever, but it's it's early days in for, for brands to be adopting it um in the way that they are and, and spending the, the the right amount of time and energy into getting it right. So um, it's exciting times. I think as well because um, some of the big brands have done it now that maybe some of the smaller brands are kind of looking to do it. Yeah, that's well. a really good point. Um, that's a very polite way of saying it, Aiden, as well. it's always it's always sort of lead led by other people though isn't it it's like you know it's like any of the kind of amazon sort of uh, netflix you know the digital sort of companies are sort of leading the way and then other people will follow i suppose yeah because they well they get they've got the budget and they've got the time and they're honest to test it with Mm, let them test if it works if we hear it does work let's adopt that 
Yeah, yeah I think this is the thing, and I think I think we've sort of seen um, definitely a uh, definitely a, a right way and a wrong way of going about it. Like I think I, I, you know, I think even in the last couple of weeks, we've been pitching on pitching on um, <clears throat> projects where it's it, it's very mnemonic focused. So it still is, for, you know, for some brands, it still is very much about this five mate thing. And then we've also seen it on TV. You know, I, I'm still a big fan of terrestrial advertising you know where, where you'll see a you'll see a kind of a ford advert for example it'll have an ident at the end of it and then you'll see another one and it won't mm. and i don't understand why you're running stuff in parallel on a on a on a, on a kind of media that doesn't have <laughs> that doesn't have a consistent kind of approach yeah 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 um, fantastic right guys sure i think we'll wrap up there um but I think oh, uh, I just want to thank I you for your time. Right. <laughs> it's brilliant, Benjamin. Uh, thank you for your time. You're welcome. It's, it's, it's only Benjamin when I'm in trouble. All oh, right, like, okay, we'll keep it. It's, ben. Ben, it's definitely Ben, but I mean, it's fine. Like maybe we'll get to the point where I am in trouble, like with you guys. I maybe we'll see. Maybe <laughs> so it's a I premonition. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Um, thank you very much. You're welcome. No all right. Bye bye.